This episode is produced with support from DBT Welcome Trust India Alliance. Hello and welcome to the Nature India podcast. I am your host Shubhra Priyadarshini. What makes our smartphones smarter? In this podcast series, Our Mobile World, we are trying to figure out how mobile phones are changing the way science and research is done. Today's episode will focus on sensors. Yes, the components that make our smartphones smarter. Sensors are the superpowers of our mobile phones. Modern smartphones have several kinds of sensors, accelerometers or gyroscopes, magnetometers, microphones and cameras. The rapid acceptance of mobile phones and their ubiquity has significantly reflected upon intelligent transport systems like traffic management, driver information, navigation information, telematics and so on. So there are many apps for destination navigation which all of us use. These apps can track location in real time, guide to destinations, display maps, vehicle health and even update about real time traffic conditions in cities. So let's begin today's episode with Vivek Kant, an associate professor at IIT Kanpur who works on human-centered design and digitalization and supports humans in complex systems in transportation. He talks about the relationship between mobile phones and the trucking industry. I believe that mobile phones is really transforming India in a very uh, subtle manner but a very powerful manner meaning that uh, people who use mobile phones have now access to many different ways of interaction which was not present earlier and in the project which we did in this paper was on trucking industry and truck drivers in Tamil Nadu and how low literate truck drivers as well as truck owners could leverage mobile phones and the use of mobile phones phones for understanding maintenance so the whole idea in the trucking industry is and more broadly in terms of sensors is that uh, sensors are becoming cheap and people researchers uh, technologists are putting sensors into everything so that is generating a lot of data which is very helpful for engineers and technologists in general specifically with the focus on industry 4.0 Right so then how does this data help in information design or a human centered design the sensors are giving me a lot of data and that data can be used for information and how can we design that information to empower human beings in this case truck drivers and truck owners we looked at uh, salem tamil nadu in the trucking industry a large segment is actually run by truck owners who own less than 5 trucks now what happens is that one when something breaks down in the truck right or maybe the driver feels that there is some kind of a sound or some problem is there in the truck he will inform the truck owner and the truck owner will then send the truck to his or her and in most cases it's his not her uh, because of the way the whole segment is there they will send it to their trusted repair people and the mechanics will go ahead and then make a judgment whether they can repair it or not or if the issue is really complicated they'll send it to this oem garages 
So this is how the maintenance industry works over there and many parts of India. How can we bring in some kind of digitalization in this and using digitalization, how can we empower truck owners? So we know that sensors are already being put into the engines. So a lot of data is already being generated by them. OEMs use that sensor data to understand the engine health. Interesting. So then these data updates reach the drivers through mobile apps? All truck owners have mobile phones. Even if they are low literate, they still know how to operate their mobile phones. Now, how can we get information into the mobile phone and present it in a manner which is meaningful for them? So earlier, ideally, if there was no mobile phone and still I have sensors, so they would then take their trucks to the OEMs and the OEM maintenance guys would then take out the data from the sensors in the truck into their computers. But now we have a low cost computing device in the hands of the end user. Right. So this changes the dynamics quite a bit. So it is at least helping me in trying to understand what is the current status of my health of my truck. So how exactly would that play out in practical terms? Meaning that, uh, let's say the last time I got my oil changed was maybe two months back. Now, typically the driver keeps track of this. Also, let's say the last time I got my truck maintained or some part replaced was some time back, right? So I have to keep a lot of this in my memory. Now, what I'm doing is I am putting all of this memory externally into the mobile phone and into some way which supports the everyday narrative of the trucking business because that's where the real impact is coming of using information designed from the mobile phone. If there was no mobile phone, then people would have resorted to other information devices. But other information devices have not entered into the lives of everyday Indians in the same manner as mobile phones have done. So if India was to think about human-centered digitalization very strongly, because what we've done is we've leapfrogged into an era of mobile phones uh, by passing the whole computer revolution altogether. Phones are an integral part of the mobility and transport system, like Vivek mentions. When you're on the road, we all are reliant on mobile phones to navigate our way to our destinations. But is there a way that the data generated by our phone navigation can feed into research? Ashish Verma, a professor of Transportation Systems Engineering at the Indian Institute of Science, Bangalore, points them out to us. Yeah, so the most basic An obvious thing one can think about is the navigation that all of us do every day. You know, when we are going out, when we are trying to reach a destination, the first thing we do is we open mobile phone and try to navigate, find out the shortest path, shortest route and start the navigator. Your destination is three kilometers away. So that you would know what path, where you have to turn. At the next intersection, turn left. Uh, which road to take and so on. So that has become an integral part, which has happened because of this whole integration of GIS, GPS technology within mobile phone system. Along with that, you know, from our research that we do in transportation systems engineering, mobile phone have become a way in many ways to do collect, not just collect data, but also collect information and also use it in many ways 
for the analysis purpose. For example, the GPS and the tracking that it provides can actually be extremely useful in understanding what route people are taking, what mode people are taking to travel, what are their origin destination, how much is their travel time, and so on and so forth. The destination is on your left. You have reached your destination. And does this traffic or navigation data come in handy to address other questions, for instance, road infrastructure? There are motion sensors in the mobile phone, which can also give you information about the state of infrastructure, the condition of traffic and congestion and so on. For example, pothole is a big problem in our country on Indian roads and in many urban areas. And with motion sensors, you can actually get the unevenness of the road surfaces. There are many solutions, app-based solutions, focusing on these motion sensors that are available in mobile phone for also, you know, getting the condition of the road infrastructure. So these are a few examples. Very true. So we can see the navigation, traffic hotspots, the potholes. Also see a network effect or a system. So from that point of view, you know, mobile phone comes quite handy for several hours of our data requirement in our research. For example, we do data collection about origin destinations, routes that they prefer in different time of the day, gives us an understanding of what is the network level and level of service being offered. We also can understand what mode people are traveling. For example, if we overlay the trajectory of a specific mobile phone with, say, the routes of metro rail network or suburban rail network, if there is a clear overlap of trajectory with the network or certain routes of metro rail system, we can very well, you know, assume with reasonable accuracy that the person were use, was using metro for their, you know, travel and trip purpose. And also if a person is not in a vehicle, right, like they are walking or cycling. Based on the speed and the travel time that we can derive, from the tracking ability of mobile, we can also, you know, assume that if a person has consistently traveled with a speed that falls within walking speeds or cycling speeds, you can also assume that the person was walking or cycling. And likewise, the travel time information would also help us understand the level of traffic congestion at different times in different locations and different corridors. Since we follow demand-centric approaches to problem-solving transportation engineering, it really gives us a good insight, which can then lead us to understand where, for example, you know, focused interventions of public transport are required or where, for example, cycling paths are missing. Where do we you know, need to improve walking infrastructure? Is there a last mile and first mile connectivity issue? Right. So just curious, with so much data available and such rapidly changing technology, how do you see transportation and mobility services evolve in the next few years? I mean, it's an interesting question. You know, there is a concept of mobility as a service that is evolving in different parts of the world and also being talked about in India. Where the idea is that you bring all mobility modes on a single platform, say through an app, single app that provides a mobility as a service opportunity, where a person can not just find an optimum itinerary for their travel from point A to point B, but also would get the optimum use of mode, making the payment for the whole journey, and then get real time. So bringing all modes as a service onto a single platform 
And this can be enabled using mobile phones, using the apps that you develop on the mobile phones and, you know, enabling people to make payments uh, also for their whole journey and not to, you know, pay every time that you're changing the mode, but, you know, pay in one go. Yeah, uh, this is one good direction in which the mobile phone technology may help and shape the changing and evolving mobility system. And there's more and more research happening on connected and autonomous vehicles. Going forward in future, mobile phone technology would be an important way for the vehicles to be connected and talk to each other and relay information so as to you know bring more efficiency in the movement of vehicles, improving the capacity of transport system and also enhance the safety. Mobile phone is also an excellent way to basically give driver assistance and driving related information. For example, any safety risk that you're facing while driving, you know, could not just be sensed by mobile phone, but it can also be translated or transferred to the driver through mobile phone. Smartphone sensors are undoubtedly transforming the scene in transportation through these applications that you just heard. Amazing how little we realize all of this when we just open Google Maps or the satellite navigation systems in our car to reach our destinations. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back soon with another episode of the series Our Mobile World. Till then, make sure to check out our archives and do share it with your friends and colleagues. Meet you in the next episode. I'm Shubhra Priyadarshini and this is the Nature India Podcast. This episode is produced with support from DBT Wellcome Trust India Alliance.